Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. We are 48 hours from D-Day, K-Day. I don't know. I, I don't know even what I want to call this. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. It's madness with Kyrie Irving. We are presented <laughs> by Progressive Insurance. Seriously, legit madness. I, I had not seen this till this morning, and I don't know how I missed it, but he's out here tweeting about Cat Williams and quotes from him, and I'm trying to... How, how are people supposed to read into what Kyrie Irving is thinking when we're having all these kinds of tweets, everything under the subhead, the truth versus the lie, and we're all going to find out as if there is some real um, truth that is going to reveal itself in the next few days. Yeah, I, I don't know how we're supposed to read into what Kyrie Irving is tweeting about or what he's saying, but here's the thing, Carlin. It's clear that Kevin Durant feels a way toward the Brooklyn front office because they didn't get a chance to get to know him. And that article dropped in the New York Post uh, last night in terms of KD expressing, expre- expressing his displeasure about the front office not trying to get on the same page as Kyrie Irving and essentially allowing this situation to fester and get to the point that we're at right now where we're waiting to see what happens on Wednesday and whether or not Kyrie decides he's going to opt in to his $37 million option. Didn't get a chance to know him. That's what he said. That's what Kevin Durant's camp is saying. Can I ask a question? Go ahead. What the hell does that mean? It's been here for three years, and he hasn't played more than half the games. How am I supposed to get to know him when he doesn't show up to work? That's a great question. That That's what I would push back with Kevin Durant on. But I guess with everything Do that was going on, on over Zoom the last couple of years. assistant DA campaigns to find out what's going on with him? Carlin, I have no idea. I don't understand why you're asking me. Like, I, you can't. It's, un- a, it's more of don't a. Put your, don't just, put, I know you're trying to go with the rhetorical, but here's the thing. You cannot put yourself in the mind of Kyrie Irving. No one can, which is why this is such a wild card in terms of how it's going to impact NBA free agency that kicks off this week. Nobody knows what's going to happen with Kyrie Irving, and yet that feels like that's the domino that's going to set everything off. Yeah, there are other players that we want to watch. We want to see what's going to happen with Brad Beal. We want to see what's going to happen with Zach Levine and Jalen Brunson and others. But Kyrie Irving is the guy that we feel like could be the difference in a team competing for a championship or a team not competing for a championship, and that could be Brooklyn, but that could be a handful of other teams around the NBA, and that's what makes it so fascinating to have this conversation. Why do I have the feeling that within the next three to four days that Kyrie is going to, by Wednesday, when he has to make a decision, opt in but want to get a sign and trade, and then we're going to be talking about Durant moving? I feel like that's going to happen. I feel like Durant is setting this all up to happen. I don't think that this is all just applying pressure to the Nets to do what Kyrie wants. And I have to tell you, like the fact that Durant is trying to do this after he just signed a four-year extension last year, it tells me everything I need to know about Kevin Durant. And here's the good news. This will all fall in his lap. This will all turn out to be, in public perception, 100% Kevin Durant's fault for not just trusting Kyrie Irving, but then for forcing his way out. And the good news for the Nets is they will get an absolute fortune in return for Durant, and they will recoup a lot of what they already gave up in the Harden trade, the initial Harden trade, and they will actually be able to build back up 
sooner rather than later. Like, it won't be a complete rebuild because of what they would get in a trade for Durant at this point. No doubt about it, not to mention whatever they get from Ben Simmons, too. And as far as I'm concerned, Ben Simmons is still a good ball handler. He still can create shots for others, and he's an all-NBA defender. So. I don't know, man. Without Kyrie and without Durant, Ben Simmons may show up wearing a neck brace. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Well, I don't know if that's fashionable enough for Ben Simmons, so we'll see about that. It's got to be a lambskin necklace. Yeah, we'll, we'll see about that. But here, here's what I'll say about the Brooklyn Nets. Right now, they're in a, they're in a solid spot. I'm not going to say it's ideal because you thought that Kyrie and KD would make up the cornerstones of a championship-level team, but they have a ton of leverage because Kyrie's ultimate leverage is Kevin Durant, and Kevin Durant is under contract for four more years. So mm-hmm. if you're Brooklyn, you're sitting there saying, you know what? We're going to call Kyrie Irving's bluff. If he wants to opt out and he's going to go into free agency, good luck getting a contract that's going to give you a four- or five-year max extension. Good, uh, good luck with that, a four- or five-year yeah. deal at max money. Good luck finding that on the open market. It's not going to happen. Good luck no. with that Lakers option of that $6 million exception that they can offer you. Good luck with that if that's really what you want to do. You gotta, you're going to really have to want out of Brooklyn – in order to leave and find a situation where you can play and compete at a high level in this sport. Because the, the, the teams that are available to pay you max money just aren't destinations that you would want to go to. And beyond that, Carlin, we don't know that those teams would be interested in Kyrie. That's the no. other part of this. The teams that he laid out in his wish list, we don't know that those teams are interested in him. We yeah, don't know it, that it, the it, Knicks want to make a run at Kyrie. We don't know that the Miami Heat or the Sixers or the Lakers are interested in Kyrie, the Clippers. We don't know that those teams want anything to do with Kyrie Irving. So he can say whatever he wants. He can try to bully the Nets however he wants. But the reality is that he's got to make a decision on Wednesday. And ultimately, Carlin, he's going to have to sacrifice something if he wants to play basketball someplace other than Brooklyn next season. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. I just told you, I think it's, I'm looking at a sign and trade. I, I'm not asking you to why get Why would Kyrie's you help him, though? If you're Brooklyn, why would you help him? If he opts in and he wants to sign a trade, why would you feel any impetus, any, any, why would you feel any pressure to trade Kyrie Irving? Because so he said he doesn't want to be here? nothing, at least. Because so, he doesn't want to be here? I wouldn't feel any yeah, pressure I just, to trade. I, I wouldn't at that point, but I, if he, at least but I if, get something for him and I can just rid myself of him. But Carlin, and, if he opts in, I don't have any pressure to trade him at all. Well, but the only thing I do have is if he doesn't show up and then it's gonna, and he's not going to play and then it's going to continue – to be either way, Kyrie's going to continue to be a distraction. Well, here's the thing: you He's can't you can't have it, you can't have it both ways. So if you opt in, you can't then force my hand and say, "We, I want you to trade me." No, I don't have to trade you. We'll wait for you. We'll wait for you to show up, and if you don't, good luck with that, and good luck with how that affects your image and your value around the National Basketball Association. I'm sure that's what the Nets are telling him right now. If you opt in, we're not trading you. Because they don't want him to to do that and then uh, not play for them. Yeah, if he wants to go somewhere else, he can opt out and be a free agent. There you go. You can go wherever you want to go. You don't need me in order to get to whatever your preferred destination is. What you need me for is your money. And that's why why I don't want to do you any favors. Right, but at the very least... I, it, I didn't say I have to trade him to one of those teams on the list because, as you said, maybe those teams on the list aren't that interesting. But then where does, it, where does your leverage go as the Brooklyn Nets if you try to trade him to a team that he doesn't want to go to and he threatens to retire? And keep it in mind, Kyrie said he was going to retire in his early 30s. Well, guess what? We're here now. It's his early 30s. So I don't, I don't, that's the part of it that doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me, Carlin. Well, here's my point. If you're the Nets and you let him walk for nothing – 
eh, it's not an ideal situation. It's not the it's not the worst thing in the world. But if I actually have a chance to get something in return for him and do that, then maybe I would do that. Then maybe I would do that if he opted in and then did a side and trade. Well, here's the other th- here's the other thing. You're talking about maybe you would get something for him. It's not going to be what Kyrie Irving brings to your basketball team. So if he does opt in, the Nets can take the posture of you're going to play for us or you're not going to play. And if I'm Brooklyn, that's exactly what I do. If I'm Sean Marks and Joe Sy, that's exactly what I do. Because you know what everybody in NBA circles is doing? They're giving the Nets the benefit of the doubt when it comes to this Kyrie situation because we've seen how immature he was in Cleveland. We've seen how immature he was in Boston. And we've seen that also come out in this three-year stint in Brooklyn. Nobody is going to blame the – outside of Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant, nobody around the NBA is going to blame the Brooklyn Nets for doing what they're doing right now and trying to take back their franchise. I, I don't blame them one bit, and I think they're in actually in a pretty good spot, as you do too. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus, presented by Progressive Insurance. We're also on Sirius XM Channel 80. Remember the first time you discovered something amazing What if that could happen to you with your job? Well, ZipRecruiter works like your personal recruiter to help you find new jobs or discover new opportunities that are the right fit for you. Sign up for free at ZipRecruiter.com. Up next, so if Kyrie actually decides to opt out and sign with the Lakers, would that make them a favorite in the West? One guy out West, not worried in the least. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. Greeny, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder.
little bit more to add to the whole Kyrie Irving situation in the last few minutes. There's a report out there from the New York Daily News that Kyrie has requested permission and now has received permission to seek sign and trade offers from other teams and that Kevin Durant still has not spoken to the Nets. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus, presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. So now he has an opportunity to reportedly go and find a possible destination for him to go. The Nets are giving him permission, according to the New York Daily News. And then mm-hmm. you have Draymond Green weighing in on Kyrie if he would fit with the Lakers and LeBron. Here is the quote. With LeBron, if you give him someone like Kyrie, they'll have a chance because of the way that Kyrie can score the basketball. LeBron will only put him in position to do that. Kyrie has not proven to be a great leader, LeBron will put an umbrella over that. If you can do what you're good at, you have LeBron leading. They could contend, but they still won't beat us. Can't he? Can't wait for Irving and LeBron to get back together in L.A. Well, here's the thing. I, I guess it's the, it's the best of <laughs> a lot of bad options if you're the Lakers. I don't know how they reshape this roster or improve this team without making a move like this. But at the same time, you got to have some trepidation about getting into bed with Kyrie Irving. Now, you're hoping that LeBron can put that umbrella around that situation and make it a little more palatable if you're Darvin Ham, their head coach, or Rob Palenka, their general manager. But, I mean, that is a hell of a gamble, betting that Kyrie will be on his best behavior enough to which will allow your team to compete at a championship level. So, I, 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 Carlin, could it happen? Sure. I still think it's unlikely that it does. And here's the thing. With the news from Christian Winfield of the New York Daily News, who's as plugged into the Nets as anybody is in basketball, with him coming out and saying that, this is the Nets calling Kyrie's bluff. Kai, you think you can find another place that, that that's willing to pay you on a max extension? Okay, find it. Find a team that's going to give you a four- or five-year extension uh, along with your player option for $37 million this year, find us that team and we'll trade you to that team. What Kyrie's going to realize is the teams that are willing to do that aren't teams that he would want to go to. And I no. think that's what we're going to settle on over the next 48 hours, which is going to make it a really interesting decision for Kyrie Irving on Wednesday. Yeah. Kyrie doesn't want to head to Oklahoma City. <laughs> no. Nah, nah. How, 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 like Orla- how, how do you like Orlando, <laughs> Kyrie Irving? How, yeah. how does that sound to you? I don't think that's happening. Okay. I don't think it's happening at all. As far as the idea about him joining the Lakers, here's Tim Bonteps, ESPN NBA reporter on KJM this morning. They would be a lot better, but I still don't think they're a championship-level team if they add Kyrie Irving. This team would still have basically minimum salary slots at every single place around those guys. We don't know. Obviously, we saw both Anthony Davis and LeBron get hurt last year. Are they going to be able to stay healthy? Are they going to be able to guard anyone? I mean, they would have a lot of questions to answer. But certainly, if they could get Kyrie either in a trade or, if you know, obviously, if he signed there, um, it would make them a lot better and would certainly make them a factor. But I, I don't think it would be a guarantee that they have a chance to win. It's, I, I don't think it would be a guarantee <sighs> either. 
but I think it would really, really push the Warriors. Nothing's a guarantee. No, nothing, we have no seen. nothing's a guarantee. But, but, I, but, I, but I, think I think it would really push the Warriors and give LeBron one last really, really good crack at a championship. Yeah, I would pencil them into the Western Conference Finals. Easily. Yeah. If, I mean, if we're yeah. going to operate under an assumption that they can properly manage the load of Anthony Davis and actually keep him healthy for 55 or no, 60 no, no, games. No, 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 you're saying that the wrong way. The question is, will Anthony Davis come into the season in shape whereby he doesn't get hurt? But then keep That's him that saying. way during the year by managing the load. Well, yeah, well, if he's in shape, then they don't have to worry as much about managing, his, managing the load. That's all I'm simply saying. Anthony Davis is notorious for not working out in the offseason and right. not being in shape. Something about that has to change. His commitment to winning has to change. No, that's more, I, I that's agree more with of that. an Anthony Davis problem than a Lakers problem. Well, but, but, Can he but stay also, healthy? Can Anthony Chris, Davis stay healthy? Can LeBron James stay healthy? Can Kyrie stay locked in? Those are the questions if you're talking about assembling that big three. If the answer to all of those questions is yes, they are in the conference finals. Period. I, I agree. And I, what, I'm, what I'm saying about Davis is yes, all of that is true regarding the workout in the offseason. But I also need to make sure that I'd rather have the guy playing healthy for 55 or 60 games and then healthy in the postseason. It, it, whatever I have to do to help keep him healthy is what I'm going to do. Yeah, I mean, you just—he's got to—he's got to have more of a commitment to winning. Like we—we'll yes. keep him healthy, we'll manage his minutes, but he's got to make sure that he comes into the season in shape. He's coming into training camp yep. in shape. This is not a situation where you get to camp and you work your way in shape because it hasn't worked out for you since the championship year. So at some point, you got to change what you're doing in order to be available because he's the guy that's supposed to be the player that LeBron James is handing the torch to. Yep. But now, as constituted, the Lakers can't win a championship, which is why you can't rule out the Kyrie possibility, knowing that him and LeBron James have history and they have mend- mended fences since. And those two probably ended up having a conversation this weekend because I told you what was happening with Kevin Love's wedding and all of that stuff. So mm-hmm. we'll see how that recruitment process works out, but – I just don't see a team that's willing to do the dance with the Brooklyn Nets on the side and trade and give Kyrie the four- or five-year max extension that he's looking for. I just don't see that out there. But do you think Kyrie at this point would actually say, okay, I'll take my two or my two-year max extension on top of opting into the contract to go to a place like the Lakers? Uh, I think he might. You're saying a two-year max extension to go to the Lakers? On yes, on tacked onto the thirty-seven and a half, I give well, him the max well, for well, two years beyond. The, the Lakers can't do that though. Well, how they would have to trade Russell? Westbrook. I'm talking about the, he signs. It's a sign and trade thing, and they have to get rid of Westbrook somehow. Yeah, that's, the, that's that's what I'm saying. That's what complicates it. The Westbrook deal because they're yes. not going to trade Westbrook to the Brooklyn Nets. But I'm Brooklyn, saying like if if you're looking for the the sign and trade situation, right? Mm-hmm. If you're going to do that and then take Kyrie. And instead of giving them the four or five year deal, if you're a team and you'd say, here's a two year max extension, depending on where it is in that sign and trade parameter, would you actually, if you were Kyrie, do that? If you no, why does that make sense? If you're Kyrie, think about this. What if you can't get it from anywhere else? But but if you're, but here's the thing: you you don't know that he can't get it from Brooklyn. If you're, if Brooklyn is offering you a two or three year. Deal, I guess a two-year extension or a three-year extension. Why wouldn't you take that? Have your deal aligned with Kevin Durant's deal, who's under contract for four more years? Why wouldn't you do that and have the chance to play with a top three player in the world? 
not to mention Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, Joe Harris, if he comes back healthy. Why wouldn't you do that as opposed to going somewhere else? Well, if he decides that he doesn't want to be in – I'm not trying to get into his head because none of us can. Yeah. But if he decides he doesn't want to be in Brooklyn anymore. That is the definition of cutting your nose off to spite your face. It's stupid. It's Kyrie. That would be, that would be stupid. <laughs> I mean, from a basketball standpoint, that would be absolutely ridiculous. I, I know. I can't rule anything out, though. I can't no, rule we, can, we can't out. rule anything out because we've seen guys leave better basketball situations for the unknown. And case in point would be Kevin Durant, who left a better basketball situation in Golden State to go to Brooklyn and hang out with his buddy Kyrie and try to win a championship here. And how did that work out for both of those guys? Honestly. They got to see their former teams in the NBA Finals with the Golden State Warriors winning their fourth championship in eight years. Last thing, I know you're going to hate this, but I'm going to say it anyway. I'm going to hate it. I know, I know it. I, I, I'm ready for my blood pressure to go through the roof right you're now. Go ahead. This. Lay it on me, big fella. If you're the Nets in that potential let's just argue for one second that it's irreconcilable and the sign and trade ends up being something like that to the Lakers. And you actually take Westbrook back with a first round pick and bite your, you know, bite it for a year, so to speak. You don't have to bite it for a year, though. That's the great thing about it. If, if, if Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook could work that out, then Kevin Durant has a, a real way of being able to improve this team and make it a championship contender. Because you'd only have Westbrook right up until the trade deadline. It's an expiring right. contract, so it has a tremendous amount of a value. tremendous amount of value. And then That's you have point. that first-round pick, too, that you can add to it. Right. And that 2027 first-round pick for the Lakers would be of real value to a team. So you could bring back a significant piece to add to KD and Ben Simmons going into your playoff run. Well, this so is that, all that would I'm be saying. best that would be best case scenario, but Kevin Durant would have to be on board with playing alongside that guy a guy that once upon a time called him a cupcake. This this is my point. It is not that outlandish that Westbrook could go back to the it, Nets. It's I'm outlandish sure they with have, the personal relationship that KD and Russ I, have. That's I what agree. makes it outlandish. There could, I'm, I'm even saying that that contract could be just valuable enough at that trade deadline where you would just say, Russ, stay away from the team. We'll see you at the trade deadline. Ooh. You could do that. Uh, you could do it. I don't know if you want to go down that road. I don't know if you want For to go down year? that road with it, when I still what? if if Durant is still going to stay or if he's going to go somewhere else, then I, I can make it. I'm going to get a ton for him in return anyway. I, I can't believe that the most rational person in all of this is turning out to be well, Ben Simmons. Well, well, what you're trying to do is make We're it work. With, here's the thing, Carlin. You're still trying to make it work with Kevin Durant. And, and, and Woj put it out there late last week that Kyrie leaving doesn't necessarily mean that KD is going to force a trade. What KD is interested in is how the team is going to reshape the roster and make it a championship contender. That Russell Westbrook chip could be a big part to doing that it's just a matter of KD being willing to stomach having Russ around for the first three or four months of the season. If, if he could do that, if he could hold his nose and deal with that, then you're talking about them being able to bring back a significant piece at the trade deadline, something that they could potentially need that would help them on a championship run. To me, that would be the best-case scenario for the Nets, but I don't know that Kevin Durant is going to afford them that latitude because you're getting rid of one of his good friends and you're bringing alongside mm -hmm. a guy that he really doesn't get along with. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Friends, if you are on the go, you might be skipping eating the healthy way, which is probably making you feel a bit more sluggish these days. Well, 
As a reminder, you can fuel life's special moments with heart-healthy Honey Nut Cheerios. Made with whole grains and low in fat, Cheerios also provides 12 essential vitamins and minerals. So pour your heart into today. It's oh so important. Pick up a box of Honey Nut Cheerios today at your local grocery store. It's hard to believe, but we are just weeks away from the start of NFL training camp, and there are still way too many question marks at quarterbacks around the league. We will get the insight on it all with one of our insiders, the great Jeff Darlington, joins us next. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Well, they had threatened to do it, and now it's official. One of the accusers of Deshaun Watson has now including the, included the Texans as part of the was, a lawsuit. So they are being sued for enabling Deshaun Watson's behavior. That came out in just the last few minutes out of the Houston Chronicle. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. In for Greeny today, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. Remember the first time you discovered something amazing? What if that could happen to you with your new job? Well, ZipRecruiter works like your personal recruiter to help you find new jobs and discover new opportunities that are the right fit for you. Sign up for free at ZipRecruiter.com. Greeny, coming to you live from the Seaport District, Pier 17, brought to you by Chase. We head to the Greeny phone line right now to welcome in ESPN NFL reporter Jeff Darlington, who joins us. So, Jeff, just within the last few minutes, uh, that story has come out 
that the Texans are now a part of the lawsuit. So just your immediate reaction to hearing that. I think my immediate reaction is that this continues to feel far from over. You know, like every time we feel like there's some finality on the horizon, whether it be due to the, you know, looming um, hearing that's going to occur tomorrow, where Sue Robinson, the disciplinary officer who's overseeing this whole, um, the, you know, deciding ultimately what the discipline for Deshaun Watson will be, um, you know, you, you feel like that, okay, that, that leads us to some sort of conclusion. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, wait a second. You know, not really. I mean, there's still, there's still four outstanding civil suits against Deshaun Watson. Um, there's still this lingering now litigation that's involving the Houston Texans. So, yeah, will we know for sure what Watson's discipline will be? I, I don't. I don't know. Um, throughout this process, I've heard that hey, the NFL is going to go light on Deshaun, and then all of a sudden, you, you know, there's a few more civil lawsuits out, and it's like, wait a second, maybe they're going to go heavy on Deshaun with punishment. And uh, I, don't, I don't think anybody really knows, and I don't know how we could because this feels so, you know, just ongoing. Jeff, with today's development, with the Texans being involved in civil litigation yeah. with one of the plaintiffs against Deshaun Watson, how does that wrinkle or how does that news impact the hearing that's supposed to take place between the NFL and Deshaun Watson and the uh, jointly appointed disciplinary officer, Sue Robinson, tomorrow? Seemingly it shouldn't because, it, you know, the disciplinary hearing involving Deshaun Watson is specific to him mm-hmm. and his – his discipline as a player. Uh, he's represented by the NFL Players Association, yep. a union which obviously will not be, you know, overseeing any kind of legal measures against the NFL organization. But, um, you know, while I would be kind of inclined to believe that the Texans would probably settle that lawsuit if they were to not, and all of a sudden there's different discovery that comes out and different facts that come out that, you know, also were to bring Deshaun Watson's name back into the picture, what do we learn then? And I guess that's my point in all this is like, it just feels like we keep, there's, there's never like a cap. There's never a lid that's going to be put on this thing. It's just, when you have 24 women accusing you of improper conduct, that is, and, and even if you settle 20 of them and there's four outstanding, um, it just, it doesn't, it, it never feels like it's going away. Eventually, somehow it will. I don't know how, but for right now, it doesn't feel like we're any closer to an end. ESPN NFL reporter Jeff Darlington joining Candy and Carlin on Greeny. And, and Jeff, just to follow up with the Deshaun Watson hearing that's supposed to take place tomorrow, uh, the NFLPA, mm-hmm. um, uh, their, their representation for Deshaun is going to be Jeffrey Kessler, and, and it's been intimated right. that he's going to bring up um, you know, misconduct or impropriety that we've seen with Daniel Snyder and the Washington Commanders, Jerry Jones with the Dallas Cowboys, and then also Robert Kraft. Um, and, and so I wonder how concerned the NFL is with Jeffrey Kessler citing those examples and the discipline or lack thereof in those situations in terms of that being a precedent for Deshaun in his situation with uh, these 24 lawsuits. Right. And I don't know. So the the one thing that nobody knows is Sue Robinson um, is, you know, this basically hired as a disciplinary officer to oversee this um, without the NFL's oversight. Now, I say that loosely because 
whatever she decides, if she decides to punish Deshaun Watson with any measure, uh, unless she says Deshaun Watson will not be suspended and face any discipline, unless that happens, Roger Goodell ultimately still has final authority in the appeals process. He could still ultimately change whatever Sue Robinson does. And I think that's the hardest part for me to really wrap my head around. Jeffrey Kessler can go in there and argue all day and maybe just goes to court like Tom Brady's Deflategate trial did, um, where, where it just kept going and going. And he appealed the suspension and, and filed you know, suit on that. Maybe it does. But I guess my point in this is like, to me, it's still hard for me to wrap my head around. I understand Roger Goodell will not be deciding ultimately the, the, the original discipline. But at the end of the day, he still holds the power to change the deal. So, I mean, Jeffrey Kessler can scream all day. Sue Robinson can decide to suspend him for three games or a year. And Roger Goodell could still step in and ultimately do what he wants. So where does the power ultimately lie? Feels like with the NFL. ESPN NFL reporter Jeff Darlington with Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Jeff, let's talk about on the field for a second from a Cleveland standpoint. Mm-hmm. Are the Browns, let, let's just operate under an assumption that I, I would assume that they have to plan as if they're not going to have him, but we can't get into what he's going to get because none of us know, as you pointed out. But for right. this coming season, are the Browns content with playing with Jacoby Brissett or are they going to look outside if a Jimmy Garoppolo <laughs> becomes available? Because they are a team that is structured to win now and over the next few years. It's, it's not just about... Uh, the fact that they have Watson beyond this. Yeah, it's almost like, you know, the perfect option would be is if, like, I don't know, a team was trying to trade Baker Mayfield and the Browns <laughs> were like, wow, we should go pick up Baker Mayfield. Like, that'd be a pretty good one-year lease. Uh, <laughs> what, I mean, what a mess. What a stupid, stupid mess. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, they owe $18.7 million to Baker Mayfield for the coming season. Uh, there's no way Baker Mayfield plays for the team. So are they content with Jacoby Brissett, starting quarterback? They better be. I mean, really, if you're Jimmy Garoppolo, or you, I mean, do you want to do that? Like, maybe he's out of options and decides that's the best scenario. But, like, is any respected quarterback going to say, yeah, let me dip my toe into that mess? That feels like a real way to resurrect my career. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I just, I don't see that happening. And, I think that that's, that's exactly the mess that the Cleveland Browns have put themselves in. Talking with ESPN NFL reporter Jeff Darlington on Greeny, and it's Kenny and Carlin. And, Jeff, we did see a development with the Washington Commanders uh, situation. Daniel Snyder uh, was called to the carpet by the Congressional Oversight Committee, and, and now uh, one of the congresswomen has said that she is going to subpoena Daniel Snyder um, in order to get him on the record about what took place within his organization. Can you give us more information about what's going on there? Honestly, it's so hard for me to even wrap my head around, as I know it is for you guys as well, you know, as football guys. Like, I mean, the subpoena power, like, what does it mean? What What are we ultimately going to get to with Daniel Snyder? We know he's going to hire tons of lawyers and continue to try to say nothing. Um, you know, I have a hard time believing that that uh, that will really get to the bottom of it. I don't know what congressional oversight even means. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's just it's so it's. I think from all of our perspective, it's like yeah, no, it's pretty obvious that some crappy things happened. 
And uh, it's pretty obvious that some people should be held accountable. And uh, I'd probably also argue that a lot of us don't have a lot of faith that that will ultimately happen. So, you know, onward we go. Go Commanders. When we look at some of the other things here, Jeff, with receivers, with players who have, you know, threatened to hold out for the long-term deal, a guy like Debo Samuel, are we getting any closer on any of these receivers who want to get paid to either get paid or actually get moved before training camp? So it's really tricky with Debo because, like, I don't get any sense that his trade request has been lifted. Like, I I know that people thought, especially 49ers fans, thought that his attendance at – the mandatory minicamp meant that everything is kumbaya, but I didn't. I don't get that sense. Like I, I think he was doing that to avoid the fines, sensibly so. He didn't really even have to do anything at the camp, so he, he got his money. Um, you know, what was it, eighty to a hundred thousand dollars, which maybe doesn't sound like relatively that much compared to his contract. But what else was he going to do? Go go get the money. I, I think it's very difficult because the problem is if the 49ers didn't trade him uh, on draft day it's almost impossible to trade them now because you don't know ultimately what your compensation is going to be until you know how these teams fare, especially your trade partner. If, if a team, you know, you could wind up with the 32nd pick in the first round or the top pick in the first round. It's, it's so hard to tell. Um, I, I think it's going to be very difficult. And, but I will also say that Debo seems like a guy of pretty strong principle. And I don't think he's going to cave easily. So to me, this is going to get uglier before it gets cleaned up. Anything with DK Metcalf before we let you go? Nothing yet. No, same deal. And I, yeah. I will say, like, it's kind of a weird time because most people are. I, I'd probably say if I had to guess, a couple more weeks before like GMs kind of get back in the office. It's such a, a low period right now where, where basically everybody's kind of taking vacation. And then probably I'd say usually July twentieth to July thirtieth before camp opens. Those conversations. You know, if it's if it's like not before the uh, the franchise deadline, for instance, will take place, but probably not right now. Probably another week or two. Jeff, appreciate it as always. Thanks. Appreciate you both. Jeff Darlington, ESPN NFL reporter, joining us. The road to the rematch is on as bantamweight champ Juliana Pena and former champ Amanda Nunes go head to head as coaches on the historic thirtieth season of the ultimate fighter stream the series now exclusively on espn plus sign up now at espn plus.com it's canty and carlin in for Greeny. so i i didn't get to this earlier i did not end up going to the third birthday party because my wife for the first time came down with covid oh no and she has gotten hit pretty hard by it but she's feeling a little bit better today so i did not have to go navigate that but i will say that earlier during the break, now, was it, is it your nephew whose birthday was this weekend? It was my nephew, Nolan, my youngest nephew. Yeah, he was celebrating his seventh birthday yesterday. So they mm-hmm. had the cake and the ice cream and all of that stuff. And trust me when I say this, the kids are much more interested in the cake and the ice cream than they are the actual presents that they get. But he was so excited, and he wanted to call me this morning and tell me about how his party went. So... My mom FaceTimed me during the middle of one of our breaks, and I was able to pick up, and he actually thought it was cool that I was sitting in the studio doing the show. I was going to say, because your mom doesn't think you have a real job. Yeah, nobody nobody, <laughs> nobody in my family thinks I have a real job. We talk about this all the time. Like, my parents are called, my brothers are called, I'm in the middle of the show, and it's just like I have to get back to them during a the break just to make sure it's not an emergency because I'm thinking they know I have a show, so the only reason that they would call is an emergency. Turns out, Carlin, it's never an emergency 
They're just calling to see what I'm up to because, again, they don't think I have a real job. Now, I have to say this. I don't know that I've ever heard anybody talk to their nephew with as much love and and connection as you did during that. I mean, Nuno, you heard it as well as I did, right? When he was talking earlier, when Chris was talking mm-hmm. to his nephew earlier, there was a lot of, how you doing? He's like, nom, nom, a lot of kisses, all that stuff. <laughs> well, I mean, well, why why you... S- he loves his nephew. Nephew, like, how's he supposed to treat him? Like, I'm not knocking him like, for it. Like, uh, you've been around for seven years. It's a birthday. Like, you know, uh, like, what were you expecting? Like, the congratulations, real... little guy. Like, it was your birthday. The Maybe real it's just thing. because I lack common human emotion sometimes. That must be what it is, Carly, because that's weird. Like, I was just, it's my nephew, so I, I I'm got not a lot knocking of love for you for it. I, I was kind of mesmerized by it. He just wishes you talked to him that way. That's kind of. Is that what it is? Yeah, maybe. Well, Carlin's a bad teammate. I'm and I'm not so sure teammate. that he's not a bad guy. So I guess I, what I'm saying is, like, I have nieces and nephews all over the place, and I've never talked to them like that. Well, I actually like my family, Carl. Well, I love I, my family. I, I, and they like do him. You? They like I him. I do. Oh, okay. I love my family. I love the fact that they live all over the country and not right nearby. <laughs> I love talking to them on the phone. It's great. Then we can hang up and forget about one another. It's okay. No, I do love my family, and I, boy, that was mesmerizing. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.